what is good, good people? You are now listening to another episode of Since We Last Spoke with Danny Foxworth. I am your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth. And today, once again, we have an extremely special guest. I've had the pleasure of having my parents on on two occasions. Uh, shout out to the deal. But um, I wanted to do another uh, Childhood Stories episode. And I figured, you know what? I haven't had my sister on yet. So let me tag her along for this episode. So with my, my guest today is my sister. Myra Foxworth, how are you doing this morning? I am well, Bubba. I'm, hey. I'm doing real good. <laughs> I appreciate your boy being on yet. Man, listen, I'm too happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what childhood stories do you have? I remember we were conversing back and forth, you know, just pre-production. and Man, so many, like so many childhood stories. Um, one of the first things that came to mind when you asked me, you know, to, you know, what stories I had on deck was the time I was talking to our grandmother, we call her Mamma, talking to Mamma about childhood, some of her childhood stuff. And she was telling me about how she and her siblings used to fish for chickens off the backboard. And what that means is when they threw the chicken feed out, which was, you know, corn, they would tie a string around one piece of corn. And when the chicken swallowed it, they would snatch it up on the porch. I was undone in a little. <laughs> I wasn't even familiar with that. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> I knew. I knew about the other chicken technique. Oh yeah, and sna- she said sometimes the corn would come out, and sometimes they snatch the whole chicken up on the porch. Wow, and that was good fun, right? <laughs> so then I thought about the fact that it immediately connected in my mind to a story Dad told us about how he used to take corn cobs. And knock chickens out. And that's the one I remember. So he would do that, and he tried to teach one of his cousins how to do it. Um, he says it was Johnny. Marshall says it was him. Okay. And <laughs> so he had a technique. If Dad, when he tells the story, he's like, "You got it. You had to have." And the chicken would <laughs> basically knock the chicken woozy. Knock the chicken woozy, or knock the chicken out, so to speak. But well. Whichever one of those uh, cousins it was, he couldn't get the technique right. He got frustrated. He beat the chicken past the point of no return. And so so, so in order to not get in trouble, they threw the chicken into the grape arbor so, so that nobody would find the chicken remains. Now, oh, yeah. I didn't know about that either. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a dashing tale. Uh, statute of limitations, as you like to say. Yeah. But uh, so when Mamet told me the story... I connected to the fact that she was every bit of mischief in our father came from her. And I said, so all that time, daddy was getting in trouble because he acts just like you. And she threw her head back and laughed so hard. <laughs> like he was undone. She didn't even apologize. She was like, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, is what it is. is. <laughs> oh man. So um this was close to the holidays, and we talked about this. We talked about this story ad nauseum, yes. and we it got brought back up yesterday at the at, uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, it did. Dad torturing you and I. Oh my gosh! On Christmas Day. Christmas Day. After okay. we finished wrapping our gifts, or was it before? We... It was unwrapped. It was no. We had just unwrapped the gifts, and mm-hmm. we were about thirty minutes into concentrated playtime with brand new toys, and Dad goes. You know what? You know what needs to be done? You need to fill up the wood box. 
going outside in that cold ass air on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. To, to get, get some firewood. To get firewood. Oh, I, I had to be like maybe seven or eight. Maybe. So if you were seven or eight and I was 10 or 11. Yeah. We might have been slightly younger than that because okay. the way dad described you pushing that thing, you might have been six. <laughs> that feels right. Six and nine feels about right. It's child labor for your ass, right? Man. He was like, but you had the wagon. That's his that's his defense. Well, you had the wagon. It was so cute to watch out. Years later into our adulthood, he says to us, I mean, I just did it to see what y'all was gonna do. Abuse. Yeah. yeah. Just egregious, egregious nonsense. So what speaking of Christmas, what was your what was your more most memorable Christmases? So it's two that I can think of. Um one Christmas was the year that I got the Barbie pool and the Barbie, like the dream Barbie, like dead, the same Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. And I had a velour tracksuit. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I had money marble the truck. You couldn't tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> the other one was. It was this one Christmas in particular. We when we woke up that morning and we went into the living room. It looked like the whole entire living room was covered. That was the year we had those strawberry shortcake, uh, big old canvas things. Mm-hmm. Also, there was just so much. Like there were nightgowns, and it was you know I got my adoption doll that year, Lucy, because that was that was the year that everybody was fighting over those cabbage patches, like, like fist fighting. Mm-hmm. And mom was like, well, you can't have one of those. So she got me an adoption doll, which is actually way better made. That's Lucy. I'm not familiar with adoption dolls. No one is, really. Okay. <laughs> but it's a fully cloth doll, and she's gorgeous. She's the one that's in my office. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So is it like akin to He-Man and Faker? Yeah, man, it ain't even a Faker brand. Like, Faker's a brand, at least. It's no. Oh, okay. no. This was This was pure, yeah. Somebody, somebody enterprising was like, you know what? These cabbage patch dolls getting off the shelves. You know what I'm gonna do? Make this doll an adoption doll. And mom was like, let's let's run it. It came with a little adoption paper. I named her Lucy. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, they, they had this thing thought out. They was bootlegging before the internet. <laughs> they was getting to it. Um, and then um, but that but what I realized as an adult is so much of that was that mom stayed up late at night and she was like. She made so much of our stuff. She made so many of our clothes. Like, yeah, she did. Oh my gosh! Like, and I remember, you remember coming home after school sometimes, and she just redid your whole room. Yep. Like it yep. was like I'm talking about. See, some of it may have been that she was just disgusted with how we were keeping the room. To be fair, but like you come home yeah. and, it, and it would be like a whole remake. Like it'd be new curtains and a new bedspread and the whole nine. Like, and she'd do it for both of us at the same time. So we come home from school like on a random Wednesday and be like, oh. Though she also would take your toys that she felt like had been in the floor too long and make them disappear. She not, she, yeah, that's a good point. She would disappear. I'm like, you couldn't pull them out of the trash because they went on in, into the fire. It was done. Either that or I just would take them outside with me and leave them outside and dad would come home from work and run over them. Okay. Another story. Yeah, let, yeah let's, let's, let's go down that avenue. I had a Tonka truck, right? Pink Tonka truck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, they didn't make too many Tonka trucks geared to girls. Right, I had a pink Tonka Jeep. I love that thing. I could sit on it and scoot, and also Barbie could fit inside of it. It was perfect. 
It was my dream Jeep for me and for Barbie. You know, we could, we could, her luggage could go in the back. It was everything. And Danny was playing with it. And one day he left it outside and dad backed over it. And we both got in trouble. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) my feelings were busted up. I was so hurt about that. (laughs) Oh my God. Didn't you have a a Tonka dump truck too? That was yours. Okay. I think I left that outside too. Yeah, and I think Dad came home from work and ran over it because it was because <laughs> it was dark when he came home. <laughs> and, oh my God! I remember going. I don't know if he saw it. Well, he had to feel it. But yeah, I I guess he left it there when after like the morning after. And I'm walking to, to the bus stop and I look. I'm like, the hell happened to my Tonka truck? It was a nice Tonka truck too. Yeah, it was a good. It was a metal, but one of the nice big heavy ones. Yeah. And, then uh, speaking of Christmas, talking about the Black Barbie, and you refresh this in my memory about uh, you had the Black Barbie and I had the Mister T doll. They were in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I didn't know you knew. No, I completely <laughs> forgot. About I didn't it. know you knew, but but they, my Black Barbie was dating Mister T. She was, you know what I'm saying? That Mister T was swagged out too. I mean, he even had the even had the feather earring that came, like that came with the doll. With the overalls and the chucks, man, he was he was styling. He was. He was he was you know, he was a fashion icon. Dog had the truck jewelry. Yeah, all of it. Somehow or another his legs broke though. But because he was wearing overalls, <laughs> the legs stayed attached. You don't remember that? That was probably me being destructive. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. That man, that was that was uh that was my calamity experimentation phase, I should say. I remember I had a Hell, I had a Ric Flair doll. Mom got me for Christmas. Really? Yeah, it was like a it was a Ric Flair and a Sting doll. Let me tell you what I did. Oh God! Mom had mom. I guess she wherever she was going to, she left the iron out. I plugged the iron in, and I just <laughs> took the iron to Ric Flair's face to see what it would do. And like he just he didn't have a face no more. <laughs> I mean, he looked like a bald tire. It was an ounce of tread on that face. Okay. And I don't think I don't think mom ever knew about that. But yeah. Yeah, that was you would have never got toys again. Yeah, and I had to wait until the iron, you know, got cold and then I went and scraped the scrape what the remains of his face <laughs> off of the off of the uh undercarriage of the iron. That's so grizzly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was a destructive ass child. You were. <laughs> Any toy that I wanted to keep, I had to put it up high so that he couldn't climb up and reach it. Because if it like I would come home from school. And there would be at least two of my toys broken daily, daily. And I would be like, you like, y'all not keeping an eye on him? Like, what's going on? But here's the thing about Dan. Stealth. Always. Stealth, okay? He's like the G in lasagna, okay? Moving in silence at all times. He is, he is not about <laughs> to get caught. He's going to do whatever. He, he don't want nobody to disrupt whatever destruction he's finna re- Listen, he would have been a cold assassin. Word. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Yeah. So um, we also talked about getting caught doing something you had no business doing. And when you relayed this information to me, this is also information that I was not privy to. So <laughs> you share your story and then I'll share mine. So snuck in <laughs> jungle fever as an underage uh, human being. Uh, one of our cousins had a boyfriend who was a little older, so mm-hmm. he bought our tickets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. And, and then 
you know, that we went around the corner from the box office and he handed us our tickets out, you know, we gave them and then we went in to see it. That is not an appropriate movie for a middle school child to be watching. Mm-hmm. Was not, I'm no. talking about and from the gate. You were like, I don't have no business in here. And you knew it. <laughs> yeah. So when mom found out, well, how, how did she find I told her because I felt guilty. But here's the thing. It wasn't even so much that. It was that she had a meeting she had to get to, and I was late getting to the pickup point. Mm. Oh, my God. And the look on her face, I just felt so bad. Like, I still have, like, that much guilt about it still. Like, because as an adult now, and I have meetings, the thought that my child would make me, yeah, I just, I'd be like, man, mom, I'm sorry. I'd be apologizing to mom all the time. Now. I'd be like, woo. <laughs> Actually, I got two. Similar to yours. I went to go see Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And um, it was at a theater. It's no longer around. There's a Chucktown staple. It's called the Pine Haven Cinema. Mm-hmm. It's uh, by the Navy shipyard. But it was me. Uh, remember Tyrone Simmons? No. From Bethel, uh, Keisha's? Oh, yes. Went with him. Shut up. Like a couple of other people. <laughs> And we snuck in and watched, had no business watching that. Yeah. I was I was like 11 years old, like seeing Uzis and Ricky getting shot. That was that was a lot for an 11 year old to digest. Yeah. And from a music standpoint, I remember the uh, first Naughty by Nature album just come out. And a friend of mine actually, no, Kendall dubbed me a copy of it. And um, there was one song on it. I can't remember the name of the song. And Tretch has a line where he goes, Joy, you rhyming motherfuckers thinking I can't get with you. Thinking you can't get with uh, What'd he say? Joy, you rhyming motherfuckers thinking that I can't get with you. Put a dick in your mouth and when it's out, tell me the temperature. Now, just to set the scene up, whenever my parents, whenever our parents would go out on a Saturday, you could gauge where they were going by two reactions by the way they by the way they phrased it. If they said we'll be back directly, that means they're going to Monk's Corner and coming right back. Mm-hmm. If they, if mom and dad said we'll be back after a while, that means they're gonna be out for a minute. They're yeah. going out. They're going out to Charleston. That's true. So they said, "All right, Danny, we'll be back after a while. See you later." All right. And soon as they as soon as I looked out the window to see them leave. I went straight to the home stereo system. Oh, God. Got that Naughty by Nature cassette in. And I had the volume up to like 30, like jamming in the house. Now, for the, just to paint the picture for that, the setup of the house, the my room is on the opposite end of the den. So there's a hallway to go straight from my room to the den. And then if you look straight ahead, there's a small side door that goes into the garage. So this song is on. I'm in my kitchen getting a getting a glass. So I was going to get me some Kool-Aid. And I'm rapping along with it. Toy, you rhyming motherfuckers thinking that oh I can't get God. with you. And as I'm making my way down the, down the hallway, the part where Tretch says, put a dick in your mouth, I'm looking straight ahead with the cup in my hand, straight ahead at that side door. And I see that brass knob slowly start to turn. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I was like Sonic the Hedgehog getting to that that stereo system trying to cut it off, but it was too late. It was too late. Tragedy. Yes. Who, which one was it? Which one? Which parent? Oh, it was mom. Ooh. And she said, 
what the hell you messed that joke? And I just immediately burst into tears. <laughs> and man, she took my she took my Genesis. Oh damn! Oh my gosh, she took my Genesis from me for like three months. Look, I mean, granted, it, rightfully so. They didn't play by punishment. It no. was not no one week sentence. Mm-hmm. And whoo, I gotta, I gotta. Okay, Yo- much younger than you. Okay, I was listening to Morris Day in the Time. And they had a song called Walk. And that was okay. my jam. And I was on the back porch. I was little. I don't even, you were probably born, but you were probably a lap baby this time. But the lyrics were, one, two, three, four, what the hell are we fighting for? Walk. And I was back there jamming. This music wasn't even on. I was just back there singing it. Because yeah. I had an eight track with it. <laughs> And daddy was like, girl, what are you singing? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) But do you remember when we were in the van with mom and Donkey Butt came on? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We had just pulled up in the house. Mom was letting us listen to, you know, the little urban radio station. Shout out to Z93 Jams. Yeah, Z93 Jams. Man. And just as we pulled into the garage. Give me that donkey button and big old legs. I ain't too hard to beg. <laughs> ain't no shame in this game. Oh, break it down, beg. Like the day, please. <laughs> and mom said, oh, God. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't remember that at you, all. You, oh, you held it in and <laughs> when your pants went open. You went down the hall so fast. Could you Similar to that, I remember dad was riding with me somewhere and um had the radio on and my neck, my back came on. Uh-huh. And we sat through the whole song. When the song went off, dad looked towards the looked out the window and he and then he looked back at me. He goes, Well, at least she knows what she wants. <laughs> I almost pulled the car over. I, just, I was not expecting not that expecting kind of response that, from yeah. him. But hey, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. Man, so uh oh. Um man, man, you talk you also talked about the that Christmas when we got the stilts in the pogo stick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so we got stilts in the pogo stick. And Danny had was on the pogo stick getting he was gone. And I was like, all right. Let me get into these stilts. I'm going to figure this out. Got on the stilts. I mean, you know, stilts is not something you just jump on and walk. <laughs> as, I, as I soon realized. So I'm falling forward. And I'm falling backwards. And I'm falling forward. And I'm falling backwards. Now, Mamma's house is right in front of ours. We we got, we old school. We got kind of a compound. So it was Mamma's house, then our house. And then our uncle lived behind us. Um, About three acres of land. And so Mamma's looking at her back door. She sees us. She's probably 65 mm-hmm. at this point and she comes out and she's like oh yeah i know how to walk on those and i was like you know again this is the woman who's full of mischief you never know what you know what i mean 
she got on them stilts and just took off across the yard like she was walking on regular ground. And I was like, like a fish to water. Oh, my gosh. And she was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so taught me how to do this. And she talked about how in the field they would they would find well, they would find trees in the field that had a particular like they had to have a branch like that so that you would have a place to put your foot. So they would cut it off so and make stilts. And then they would that was that was fun times. And then she taught me how to how to walk on stilts. Man, when and you told me that, that blew my mind. That's one of my hidden talents. <laughs> Danny Foxworth. Still I can walk on still. <laughs> Man. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the five questions segment. Okay. So first and last question is the same question I ask every guest to have on here. Okay. Questions two through four, 100% random. So question number one, what were your go-to school lunch items? Man, you already know that that. Fiestata, mm-hmm. and then you had to lay fries in the middle of that and sprinkle pepper on it and roll it up. So it wasn't just me. Oh no, I didn't know you did that too. Oh man, that and and don't let me have two honey buns. Oh man, it was like payday. But they had to be the honey buns from the ROTC window yeah. or from the small cap. Yeah. yeah, that. I well, I guess this, again, statute of limitations. <laughs> the amount of snacks. <laughs> That I stole from the ROTC commissary because I was in ROTC my ninth grade year. Uh huh. But because uh, mom was like, "You should go into ROTC because you could po- you could possibly get a scholarship." Oh, I just being in that hot ass sun with them with them thick with them thick fabric pants. We used to call ROTC rotten old Thursday clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every Thursday we had to wear a uniform and. Yeah, I got I got so many demerits. It's not even funny. Oh, but yeah, I, I remember I used to I used to uh, pocket some of the snacks out of the commissary and I'd sell them on the school bus. I remember hearing you talk about that on another podcast. Yeah. I was like, this boy, him been bad as hell his yeah. whole life. So question number two, what was your favorite class of FAMU? Ooh, favorite class of FAMU was Intro to Religion with Professor Ronald Library. So what 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 did you enjoy? He was, he was an amazing professor. Like he was so engaging. I just I I went on and minored in religion because I just went on and took every class he took. Uh, he taught because that man was he would start the class all, you know, tucked in and everything. By the time he got done teaching, his shirt tail was all out of his pants from him moving around and stuff. Like <laughs> and he and he told us about things that like really like cooked your noodle as as like a religious student like the fact that jesus wasn't christian i was like oh drew what he was like jesus didn't create christianity he was like that was paul and i was like boy now you're telling me something because when you think about it he was like no jesus was a jew he was like he was a revolutionary yeah but he was jewish that kind of stuff yeah so um i will say shout out to mom excellent sunday school teacher once upon a time we had a we had a uh, an exam in this class and he was like, I would give anyone 10 extra points on your exam if you can answer me what it means when, when the, I can't remember who it was. He was in the cave and he covered his feet. And I said, he went to the bathroom. And he was like, how do you know that? I was like, because my mom is an excellent uh, teacher. Hey, <laughs> tight, tight. Question number three. What was the first time you tried something and said to yourself, I'm not 18 anymore? <laughs> um, Golly. Probably the last time I tried to do a split. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couple or the time I, the last time I tried to drop it low and stand straight up. <laughs> no, 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 indeed. There's a way to do it, but it ain't standing straight up no more. 
And uh, question number four, what's your favorite condiment? Favorite condiment? Um, Sriracha. Good call. Good yeah. call. I'm super late to the game on Sriracha. But yeah, you can't go wrong with Sriracha. Sriracha is bad. It is. It wasn't until fairly recently, too, where they had it set up on the table at the oyster roast, and I tried it. I was like, oh, that's the business right there. Yeah. 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 You got to be moderate, but oh, my yeah. gosh. I would have to say my favorite condiment is spicy brown mustard. Okay. It's got to be Gildan's. Okay. Good choice. And then question number five, what was the last thing that really made you laugh? I mean, it was right here with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you got anything you want to plug or promote? Um, let's see. Sweet Fox 1926 is my business. I do um, Christmas ornaments, Christmas wreaths, and statement earrings, like those featured here. Everything's lightweight because my ears can't take a whole lot of weight. So I like drama that doesn't weigh you down. That's what I say. Um, also, I want to promote emotional intelligence. It is never too late for you to work on yourself, your emotional intelligence, IQ, and just be a better person. Just yeah, no matter how great you think you are, there's something else to learn. For sure. And where can where can people find this Sweet Fox 1926 site? All over the internet. Sweetfox1926.com. It's named after our grandfather, my papa, uh, our papa. Sweet Fox was his nickname. 1926 is the year he was born. So Sweetfox1926.com. That's me on Instagram, Facebook, the Twitterverse, though I'm not on there that much. There you go. And man, that's this is a long time coming, but I'm I'm glad we got to chop it up in real life. Man, me too. I had it was like an away game, so to speak, because I was like, since I'm coming up to Memphis, you know what? Let me let me bring the the let me bring the show on the road, so to speak. And man, this is this is a treat. This it really was, was a, treat. a treat. So uh make sure y'all like, download, and subscribe that since we last spoke with Danny Foxworth. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. At Danny Foxworth843. You can find all the video versions of my podcast episodes for since we last spoke and at the plate with Danny Foxworth. And for Sissy myself, this has been another episode of Since We Last Spoke. And until next time, y'all be good. Peace. Peace.